Drinking, smoking, only cigars, Ross. He took his cap off, smoothed back his hair, and put it back on. Not a good sign. He was beyond frustrated and about to blow his lid. After five years on the Oakland ports, I knew when my agent was going to lose his shit. Fox, you're the best hitter on the team. Hell, you rank in the top three hitters in the American and the National Leagues. So you got hurt. Big frickin' deal. Get over yourself and get your head back in the game. Ross paced the room. I sat up straighter. Sitting up was a bad idea. The pounding in my head matched the sound of a bat cracking in half upon contact with the ball. I gripped my temples and squeezed, my hammy aching as I readjusted my leg to rest on top of the table. Have you even been to therapy? Snide son of a bitch. I gritted my teeth and clenched my hands into fists. Of course I have, Ross. Three times a week. Three other days I hit the gym and lift weights with Clay. He widened his eyes. Are you supposed to be lifting? Shrugging, I peered out the window. I'm also using the treadmill. Even I could hear the childlike, defensive tone as I spoke. Ross could bring me right back to the time when I was a lowly rookie again, itching for the big time. He scoffed. And what about the strengthening, flexibility, stretching? Who are you working with on that? The last report I got from your sports doc recommended you take a daily yoga class. He sat down in the chair across from where I'd made a bed on the couch. Once again, Ross took off his cap. This time, he held it loosely by the brim between his knees. Once he relaxed, I took a load off, allowing the tension to seep out my pores. Not even my own father had the power to control my emotions like Ross did. If I didn't know any better, I'd swear he served in the military. The way he got all of his athletes in line proved how much he cared. Agents didn't have to make house calls to check in on their clients, but hidden beneath the rough and tumble act was a bit of a softy. Only I hadn't been in line with my team in over six weeks, since the day it had all gone to hell in a handbasket. The crowd roared. Standing next to home plate, waiting for the pitch, was nothing short of a religious experience. Every damn time. My spine tingled and the hairs on the back of my neck stood at attention as if God himself stood over my shoulder, waiting for the play. The pitcher pulled back his arm, and everything went dead silent. The crowd, the announcer, my team, everything stopped. It was me and the ball. I swore I could see the pitcher's fingers tighten around the ball, knuckles turning white, and then it would rush forward like a high-speed train. The ball rocketed through the air, subtly swaying in its path as it arched slightly before its descent, right down the middle. I didn't see that coming. Usually a pitcher avoided the middle with me at all cost. With good reason. It was my sweet spot. I pulled back both my arms and a tiny pinch at my shoulder blades told me I was in perfect position. As the ball came closer, its path edged toward the strike zone. With my feet planted, I twisted my entire upper half, used every ounce of strength I possessed, and smashed that ball with my bat. The crack as the ball met solid oak echoed around me. Instantly, the ball changed direction and flew into the air. For half a second, I watched that ball fly, pride filling my pores with power and energy. Then I let the bat fall, twisted my leg, and jolted into a run. All hell broke loose. Pain seared through my hamstring like a hot knife through butter. 
I clutched at the ravaged limb, a few steps into running toward first base, and I went down, down, down. Crashing onto the red clay below, my uniform streaked with dirt as if I were a warrior downed in battle. The only silver lining was that I'd hit a home run. Even though my hammy had snapped like a broken rubber band, that single hit allowed the guys on second and third to run home, and the San Francisco Stingers went home the losers. I left in an ambulance and ended up in surgery for a torn hamstring. Snap out of it, kid. Ross gripped my shoulder and shook me hard. He stood and rummaged through all the pill and liquor bottles on the side table next to the couch. This is what you're doing with your time. His mouth was twisted into a disgusted frown. Surprised there isn't a groupie here warming your bed right now. While seated, effectively preventing the couch from levitating, I thought back to last night.